Let's get ready to grumble! Gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Grumble. I'm your host, Graham, and sitting in the corner to my left is WrestleMania season, Daryl. Hello. How are you? I'm excited for WrestleMania. I'm pumped for WrestleMania season. You pumped? Yeah. Pumped like, yeah, pumped like a granny yeah, in a pumped flat one out in for Castle Milk. No, I've pumped one out for WrestleMania, mate. Oh, very good. Yeah. Sitting in the corner to my right, it's Dan. Hi. Are you pumped for WrestleMania? Yeah, I'm more pumped now that I can hear both of you. Are you big popper pumped? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> big popper pumped. Listeners, right? <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit tender in, in the studio because uh, we recorded like nearly all the show, and uh, Dan then said, "Oh, I can't hear you," so we're having to re-record. Yeah. You know, you know what I feel about re-recording, don't you? We, we know very well <laughs> yeah. what you think about re-recording. Speaking of which, by the way, yeah. don't be throwing out any of those words because what words? Those type of words, the words that are causing you to put money in that jar that's in your hand. Oh yeah, listeners. Uh, last week I might. Uh, Dropped a few bombs. Swear jar. So I owe money to the swear jar. You do? Yeah. Put it in. Ready. Yep. That's a real thing that's happening right now. And actually, I owe as well. I said I'd pay it and I would. There we go. <laughs> right. We're wealthy. Have you noticed, however, uh, that that now now that now that we've got money involved, Dan's not Dan's not putting any money. <laughs> yeah, in the I don't think jar. I'm allowed to call him. I'll call him because <laughs> <laughs> then you'll owe more money to the swear jar. That'll be the problem. Right, news: WrestleMania cards taking shape. Yes, there's there's a fair few matches. Yes, we're 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 less than two weeks away. We're specifically one week away, I suppose. Really, yeah. aren't we? We're one week away. One week away, maybe less, depending on when when you listen to this. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello from the future. Oh, oh, the card's taking shape. Yeah. Raw was all right this week. Not much happened. No. Uh, well, you say not much happened. Kane were on it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. Kane had a match with John Cena. Yeah. It was good, good one. It It brought me back to that feud he had. You know, Zack Ryder were involved with Eve Torres. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> back yeah. in glory days. Yeah. Back in the glory days. Yeah. I'm glad you remembered that. Well, we'll be testing your memory later on. Oh, with great. some of these things. See, nope. I, I stopped watching around then, but I did see the short video a lot of Zack Ryder being pushed off. When the did you thing. watch me? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whenever, you know, whenever we bring someone up, I stopped, I stopped oh, watching, when, I stopped watching. when Triple H beat CM Punk. Oh, this is when I stopped watching. And then I started watching again when if, I, just when before I WrestleMania watching. 30. Well, it's a good job, isn't it? Because we're talking about WrestleMania 30 today. Yes. Today. Why are we talking about WrestleMania 30 today? Because it's the last time that WrestleMania was at New Orleans Superdome. All the way back in time four years ago. Exactly. Yeah. It's a long, long time ago. I can still remember. There's only been like three WrestleManias since then. So. Yeah. And because Daniel Bryan, isn't it? And because Daniel Bryan in it, exactly. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, he's, uh, he was on SmackDown this week. He was caught in a promo on SmackDown this week. He lobbed his cardigan on the floor. Lobbed his cardigan, <laughs> yes, yes. It shows him his business. There's, there's, there's a way to get a pop from me, and that's to throw your cardigan down. Throw, the, throw down the cardigan, you'll get a pop from me. So, yeah. So, he's having a match with that shock horror. Him and Shane McMahon are tagging against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. There's a reason that he's general manager, though, isn't there? Yeah. Because, like... I couldn't think what match to make yeah. you know, with them for. And I thought, oh, what could they do? Ooh. And then, like, he just comes out and he's like, I'm general manager. Look, we're just going to have a tag team match player. He's learned from the best, hasn't Cl- he? Clever lad, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He'd come up with that himself. 
Shane so. McMahon, though, is having to fight through a lot for this match. Why? Well, you know how Shane McMahon's the hardest man in the history of the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, definitely. We know that we've established that Shane McMahon is solid. Yeah, right? I mean, the fact you... I, I don't know why you have to keep saying that, because when you say Shane McMahon, like, I do poop my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have, to, you have to pay him the reverence, don't you? Like, that's the whole rule. If you yeah. say, You've got to say Shane McMahon, who is solid. Because otherwise, otherwise, you're yeah, not if he finds out that you've said, if you've not said that he's solid after, he'll come and pag you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We don't want to get pagged by Shane McMahon. But you know what did get pagged by Shane McMahon? Go on. You know how Brock Lesnar was like, oh, I've got diverticulitis. Oh, I can't do UFC anymore. Oh, hurt me, hurt me belly. Yeah. You know what Shane McMahon did? He was like, no, one week. I'm going back to WrestleMania two weeks later. Shane McMahon beat diverticulitis in a week. Maybe so, it's because Shane didn't go to a Canadian hospital. They, well, so are we saying, well, you say, you're, so you're saying American healthcare is better? Brock Lesnar said that. <laughs> well, all right, okay, well, fair enough. Are we saying that because Brock Lesnar was out for longer with diverticulitis than Shane yep. McMahon, that Shane yep. McMahon is more solid than Brock Lesnar? Yes, we are, yeah, yeah. Do you, oh, remember, yeah. Do you know what the, I just realised? We never got the Brock Lesnar and Shane McMahon match. We do you remember we were we? gonna? That was gonna be a thing. Do you remember after um, Brock Lesnar pagged Randy Orton and made his head pee with blood? <laughs> yeah. That Shane McMahon was like, "Hey, stop hitting Randy Orton," and then Brock Lesnar th- laid him out with an F five, and then nothing was done about it. Yeah, I don't think Shane wanted any part of that. Did he? I think. No, sorry, you... I don't think Brock wanted any part of Shane. It's clear, isn't it? exactly in it. Yeah, Brock was like, "Oh, I'm not doing a match with him. He's solid. Have you seen how hard he is? <laughs> he beat Diverticulitis with a week with some lemsip." So, we've also had New Japan shows this week. Oh, yeah, what happened on that? Yeah, well, um, strong stuff. style evolved, didn't it? A bunch of stuff happened oh, on yeah. it. Are you... Right. Uh, th- Sorry. This is going to be very hard for the listeners to understand, right. but neither of them are paying any attention I to am. Sorry. Should right. we do a wrestling we, podcast? We did this last week, right? We had this argument last week on the air, right? I, uh, you say, this happened. I say, did it? What happened? And then you tell me what happened, like I don't know. We do this... We did this two weeks in a row now, we've had this argument <laughs> on the air. I played dumb. I know what happened. Uh, Kenny Omega had a match. Uh, he, t- he teamed up. Are you or are you not playing Pokemon Go as you talk to me, though? I can multitask. Can you, though? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Can you? Can you? Can you? Can you multitask, Dan? Yes. Are you on Twitch now? No. We're not allowed on Twitch anymore, are we? Because uh, he forgot to do the joke that he did on the previous version that we then wiped. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. I told you we're a tank This, this completely spontaneous <laughs> joke that we're going to talk about. You banned us from Twitch, didn't you, Daryl? Did I? Yeah, by saying bad words. Oh, yeah. Do I owe you... Uh, we... now, now I could... And ironically, I do owe you money, don't I? Yeah, that's the irony. That's how we linked. Yeah, that's how we linked it. Money, we've already done it. Dan. So yeah, New Japan. New Japan. Strong Dan on style. Japan. Strong style of all. Return. Bong. Oh, 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 oh. No, not gonna. Sorry. Yes, it needs a jingle. <laughs> Strong style oh, of old, but it wasn't in Japan, was it? No, it was at the Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, California. It looked bigger than the last place. Was it yeah, bigger? Yeah, it was a lot bigger. Good, and, it looked better. And they announced they're going to an even bigger venue in July. Where's that? The Cow Palace in San Francisco. I know the Cow Palace. Ring of Honor ran there once. They yeah. got 200 people there, but they were only <laughs> running, in there, running there because they were part of a wrestling con. And I'd yeah. sold a ring of on a show called Chaos at the Cow Palace and someone bought it. Can I get your permission to look on my phone to see the capacity of the Cow Palace, Yes, please? you can do it Thank now. You. I think it's around 14,000 people. I don't need to then. Yeah. There you go then, sorted. 14,000 people for, for you. I might, Wait, check, I, might, you? I might fact check that. Yeah, just try to fact check it. Yeah, you might so yeah, this show had quite a few good stuff. Um, the undercard of the show was kind of like your typical New Japan show, a lot of tag matches. Uh, the most interesting one was probably Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Which yeah. was G.O.D. versus Marty Skrull and yeah. uh, Fit. 
12,953. Oh, well, I was telling you off the air, guys. But yeah, yeah. 12,953. Oh, God. What an idiot, this guy. <laughs> Underestimated by just over 1,000. But yeah, um, close, when, is the, when is that show? Uh, it's July 9th, I think it is. So this, this year? This, yeah, this year? Yeah. So this is before All In, when Cody Rhodes yeah. had a bet about the 10,000 seat. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, well, Cody Rhodes was in one of the more interesting matches. It was Cody and Marty versus G.O.D. And the whole dynamic of the match was Cody didn't want... He, he got on the mic and did the whole Bullet Club is fine thing and saying, look, we don't need to fight each other. We're all Bullet Club and stuff. And uh, G.O.D. got on the mic and said, actually, we kind of want to fight you. And the whole match was built around the fact that everyone loved G.O.D., people love Marty, but hate Cody with a passion. So Marty and Cody were doing a lot of stuff where Marty would do something and get cheered. So Cody would like tag him in come in and try and do the same thing and get booed out of the ring till he eventually tagged Marty back in, stuff like that. So it was a really fun match. Uh, we got Zack Sabre Jr. and Suzuki defeating Okada and Gato? No, it wasn't Gato. Gato. G- uh, Goto, even. Yeah, sorry. Gato was in a match, Yeah, but it wasn't that much. And that was, it was great to see Zack carrying on the momentum ready for his title match next week, well, this weekend at Sakura Genesis. Oh, yeah. um, the big match that everyone was talking about, including myself, is the Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers. Which I watched. I genuinely believe it's one of the best tag matches I've ever seen. I actually really enjoyed it. Just the, the However, storytelling. I am match. going to complain first, <laughs> just so I can get my complaints out of the way so that I'm completely unbiased, right? Okay. So here's my issue. I don't know if you share the issue, but I'm going to say it anyway. <clears throat> and I quote, Please wait until the start of the event. What? What was that all about? So on New Japan World, we go. Yep. it was live, but the show was also live on Access. Right. So the bits where it said, please wait until the start of the event, was when it was at an ad break, or like, and there was something else happening in the arena. Right. Because uh, I haven't seen it. Right. What, what? So basically, for a little while after, God, what match was before theirs? It was... It was uh, Sabre and Suzuki. Uh, yeah, Sabre and Suzuki versus Okada and yes. uh, Goto. After, after that match went out, um, a little just blank shot of the arena came on the screen and it said, please wait until the start of the event. Oh, now, that's a bit weird. I realise it was... So was that Access's fault or was that New Japan's fault? Um, New Japan will have put it on during the ad breaks for Access. See, that that came really, really amateurish to as far as I'm concerned. And it, whether it's Access's yeah. fault or New Japan's fault, if you have a lull and you know there's going to be a break put something in because they had video packages yeah but well, then sorry. after one of the video packages that they played it just went literally just a, a shot of the arena daryl and please wait until the start of the event so i'm then mm. sat there going um right so am i just waiting for this match to happen or you know what I, I mean? i'd it's say it was not access's fault because judging by the camera work and everything it wasn't the usual new japan crew because yeah. there, there's a lot of subtleties to how new japan shoot their wrestling compared to an American company, and they definitely shot it in a more in a more American style. All I know is that that should not be happening. But okay, yeah. you know it's fine. Like it happened, we'll, we'll get on with it. We'll get on with the match. So yeah, the match itself was really good. Yeah, it was like the story. They managed to tell the entire story of what's been going on with them within the confines of the match, rather than relying on you having watched you know hours of being the elite and everything going into it. And Basically, could- Daryl Matt Jackson's got a hurty back. Yeah, he had a belt on, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. But he's not going to let that get 
him down, and him and Nick Jackson are going to have a great big fight with uh, Kenneth Omega and Kota Ibushi, right? They're just mates, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're just, Kota. No, they're golden lovers. But, I mean, they didn't do anything. What do you mean by that? Well, they didn't touch each other in the ring. So I, I was waiting for friends. JR to reference that. Wait, so, so <laughs> As if JR's going to reference it. He'd be he, like, He did reference something on. else. So the they, name of the Golden Lovers format finishing move before they did the yes, Golden Trigger. That. Yeah, yeah. The Golden Shower. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't touch each other in the ring. Uh, well, I mean, they tagged. Okay. And they helped each other to do wrestling moves. But they've never touched each other in the they ring. Didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't cross the streams. Okay. There's no Wilkins touch. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They did cross the streams. I'm sure the move they do when they both run diagonally yeah, across yeah. the ring is called crossing the streams. Okay, in that case, they did <laughs> yeah. cross the streams, and I really missed that. <laughs> when they go. go diagonally and then do the moonsaults off the corners. For that, you can blame JR. They did, in that case, yeah. they definitely did that move, <laughs> and you can blame JR for that because he didn't know what it's called. Yeah, I heard that his commentary with Josh Barnett were really rubbish. Yeah, yeah it, right. It, look, throughout the show, it was bad, yeah. Here's the thing. JR's voice brings a certain gravitas to things. If he knows what's going on, if he doesn't know what's going on, it, it probably hinders. Now, I, I've got no like allegiance to Don Callis and Kevin Kelly, whatever. I'm sure the young Bucks and Kenny Omega went, oh, our friends should have been doing it. Well, Don Callis is Kenny Omega's best mate. I know. That's why <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they were like, oh, our friends should have been doing it. And, you know, you can do whatever you want. Okay, look, don't pretend that at some point you weren't a little kid. Like holding a wrestling figure, going "Bang on, bang on!" You just fell off the top. Of it. You know what I mean? So JR's voice brings a certain gravitas if he knows what's going on. I'm not completely convinced he knew what was going on. It's here. like he hasn't presented the show on New Japan for the last two years. That's on the weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> two the weird years. Thing. He's the access commentator. But anyway, um, so within this match, you could tell like Nick Jackson just wants like everything to be back to the way it was. He just wants them all to be mates. Uh, Kota Ibushi just wants to support his friend Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega just wants to show that he's friends with everybody, but he's also an amazing wrestler and he wants to show how happy he is that he's with his friend Kota Ibushi again. Just friends. Matt, yeah, well, whatever. Um, Matt Jackson is hurt and he's not ready to uh, accept that the Bullet Club's over, but he's also not ready to accept Kenny's, Kenny's new friend. I heard there were like an handshake at the end. There was a handshake between Kenny Omega and Nick Jackson, but not Matt. Matt yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah, I think the big spots in the match, there was the uh, more bang for your buck, but instead of hit... So more bang for your buck is when... Oh, see, I should know the names of the young books, but I forgot which one's Nick's which the now. blonde one, Matt's yeah. the brown-haired one. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> look at New Japan expert over here. Never mind Dan on Japan. Let's try Gray on, on so Japan. So one of them Doesn't hits a, a, rolling sen a, a rolling senton and then goes up and does a moonsault, and then the other one runs up and does another move on top of them. Yeah. But instead of doing the other move, he noticed Kenny Omega had rolled onto the table on the outside yes. and dove out instead and did an elbow drop yeah, to the that outside. Was a, that was a pretty good spot. Like, it was obviously really the, good. The plan is it's supposed to be stereo or like one after the other on mm. one. But it was Matt and it had to be Matt yeah. because Matt's the one who's angry at Kenny. Yeah. Matt didn't do his move on Kota. He went out and smashed Kenny through a table. That's good. And then we got another great spot as well where... Um, Matt was pretty much saying, finish me. And then Kenny eventually went for the one-winged angel, but then was going to put him back down. And Matt actually grabbed his hand and put it in position for it, saying, go on, finish it. Like, screaming at him. That wasn't the finish of the match. Eventually, it was the golden trigger. And when Kenny and Kota both pinned Matt, uh, Kenny, like, fell down on him, hugging him, crying. Yeah. And it was a really, really, like, cool moment. I genuinely can't decide if I like the... Uh, the um, one winged angel thing or not because on one hand I, I totally get what the point was because like Omega sort of 
hesitations if I don't want to do this to my friend. And then Matt grabs her and goes, no, you should be able to. But I just think it was... I think if Matt's got the energy to grab his arm, then he's got the energy to reverse it. Exactly. That was, it's that not was, like a Ric it, Flair thing, is it, with Shawn Michaels? No, I mean, like, what, I think the way I would prefer it done is, it was if he held his hand up, then pulled down but didn't pull down, and then Matt... See, it's fine if he shouts, because mm. I, I get that if he's like... No, do it. You should. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna wrestle against me, you should be willing to do everything you would. Like, don't don't treat me any differently. Don't don't feel like this is okay. You know, you should be able. To, if you're gonna fight against me, if you're not gonna fight on my side, you should be able to finish me. I think that's an interesting story, but I think the way it was done, where Kenny put his hand down, and then, like you say, only a small thing, but it does take away from it a little bit. It was also it? with the V triggers as well, because he didn't want to hit Matt with the proper V trigger into the ropes that Kota was there like saying go on do it do it and eventually he did hit the V-trigger um, there was loads of spots like that but then after the match after you Golden Lovers had won Cody came down and got into a shoving match oh, and, yeah. sh- and then shoved Matt to the ground in the exact same way <laughs> that Kenny shoved him when Cody turned on him before yeah and Cody that led- came and made everything yeah better. yeah no but I, I generally it's <laughs> one of the- like Cody do <laughs> it's just it's he was having an argument with someone this week, actually, by the way, uh, which I'll, I'll go back to, which that person seemed to have the same issue with Cody that I did. <laughs> Freestyle Cody. Yeah, he, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, he. but he was mad about that. And the guy was like, no. Um, although the, t- the thing is, the guy um, cited Dusty Rhodes as well, which wasn't mm. cool. Oh, yeah. Like, he was arguing I, with the guy. I'll always have this argument about Cody where everything he does outside the ring, just everything about him, he's superstar. But it's just in most matches, unless he's in there with someone really, really great like Kotobushi or Okada, the matches aren't great. Like the fine matches. But unless he's in there with someone who can pull out something special, then his matches aren't special. Here we like, go. It's a, it's a Bleacher Report guy called J.E. Snowden. Now I don't. Oh know. yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know this guy. Maybe he's good. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But um, basically, he he's he complained about Cody Rhodes. Then Cody Rhodes, having not been tagged in the tweet, <laughs> tweeted him back. Uh, which is always a bad story. I always heard this story about Ricky Gervais once, who probably will tweet us now, um, who, uh, <laughs> like, someone someone tweeted about, oh, my main aim in life is not to be Ricky Gervais in Talking Funny, which, for those of you who haven't seen it, is Ricky, Ricky Gervais and three actual stand-up comics, and Ricky Gervais is telling them how to do stand-up comedy, um, which links into a whole yeah. other thing, but I'm not even going to get into that, because otherwise he'll probably put us in his next stand-up special, which will all be about people complaining about him, about tweeting. <laughs> and Ricky Gervais blatantly vanity searched for himself and put himself in that. That's what Cody was doing here. Um, yeah, Cody was like, Cody said, oh, so angry, that I'm, you're so angry that I'm over. You actively coach your followers to think I'm not the very best and that my deceased father is responsible for my NJPW positioning. Maybe I am average, but I work harder than everybody in the locker room, in any locker room. <coughs> I'm allowed to have fun with you. And then the bloke was like, so aren't you basically slagging off other people? And, <laughs> and he goes, oh, believe in yourself and working harder your peers doesn't disparage or even determine the level of work they put in. And he was like, well, you could just say something like, we all work really hard to put on a great show for the fans. It's, it's a win-win that way. Like, there you go. Yeah. So, so that, that main event and the whole storyline going on with them is my favorite thing in wrestling right now. I absolutely adored that match. I thought it was absolutely amazing. And then I was even more excited when I found out that Strong Style Evolved isn't quite over yet. No, it isn't, because it's coming to the UK. Yeah, it is. Is it, though? Here's my issue, and this is your issue as well, right? So it's New Japan. It's a New Japan branded show. 
Strong Style Evolved. I looked at Strong Style Evolved, this one that was just on in America, and uh, it's not really a proper New Japan show, though, is it? How do you mean? I mean, it's just a little bit diluted. I mean, it's it's not going to be like one of their massive events. It's... My no, like, and here's the thing, right? Uh, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we, Dom? Yes, we were. Right. Um, I if these strong style evolved shows have Akada, yep, and Tanahashi, yep, and the main guys on them, mm. I'm under no illusion. I know the way that Japan works, we're not going to have like an IWGP World Title match. Mm. I get that. That that's not where. Yeah. But, but if they're on it. In my head, that's a proper New Japan show. If they're not, I don't know. I don't think it. I don't I, think it has the impact that it needs. This was headlined by Kenny Omega and Kotobushi against the Young Bucks. Yeah, great match, fantastic match, and obviously high level New Japan talent, mm. but not all main eventers. Mm. And my thing is, I'd be disappointed if this strong style of old come to the UK misses out those key players. You see what I'm saying? I think it will have the key players. It'll be like the Australia tour they did and a few other shows. They tend to have, unless there's injuries, they have all the top talent available to them. And yet they weren't all on this show in Long Beach. What? Naito, Okada, Tanahashi? Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, I, um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not explaining myself yeah. very well. It's just in the way it was sort of organized. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, the focus for the American shows is going to be more on the elite than and the Bullet Club than anything else because they're the massive draw there compared to here. I'd say the Bullet Club are going to be a big part of it, but also Okada's not been to the UK since 2015, yeah. I think, or 2016. So do you think Okada's going to be on the show? Yeah. Uh, that's my hope because, like, otherwise... I am bought any... Uh, I think it's on sale yet. Uh, if they're not, they're uh, going to be. The pre-sale is Thursday and Friday. Okay. I so they're on sale by now. Okay. Um... As of recording, I haven't bought any tickets. No. Nope. Right. Um, but I, I would only buy tickets if I know for sure Okada's going to be there. See, the parallel I made with you was the first time Noah came over here, mm. right, their main event match was Mizawa and partner versus Kobashi and partner. Now, yeah. you know, it would be naive to assume, oh, we're going to get Kobashi against Mizawa in the U. Of course that's not going to happen. And so if it's like, say it's Okada and partner, against Omega and partner or mm. Tanahashi and partner or Naito and partner. You know, so long as they're there as part of it, I'd consider that a proper New Japan show. If it's not, how is it that different to a Rev Pro show? I think with it being New Japan branded rather than like Rev Pro with New Japan or anything like that, I think we will get all the top guys. And I'm hoping so, because by the time it's over there, I will have bought tickets for both days. So, because <laughs> that's what... You off Milton Keynes as well. Yeah, I'm doing both It's nights. full of roundabouts, mate. Yeah, so it's Milton Keynes on the 30th of June and Manchester in Altrincham on the 1st of July. So so Altrincham and Milton Keynes rather than Manchester and London. Yeah, it's Good. ice arenas, isn't it? Yeah. Which are decent-sized venues for what the what New Japan's wanting to do with their expansion. Yeah, one of those in Milton Keynes, then. Yeah, I, I've oh, been to that venue before. If it's... only it was Wimbledon, eh? Hey, if only it was Wimbledon, <laughs> take that, Milton Keynes. Take the bloody football team, would you? Yeah, I'm quite excited for those shows. I'm, I'm very excited. Dan, you put the word Ronda in capital letters on our format. 
Yeah, because Ronda Rousey was on Raw. She was on Raw. She had a fight with Absolution. Yeah. She had the worst makeup ever. Have you seen Ronda Rousey's makeup from Raw, Darryl? Uh, I saw the segment, but it I don't... looked like she had pink eye. I, I do I not know why, but there's like, I don't know whether it's mascara. I was asking my wife, and she was like, I think it's, I, I don't know what it is. I was like, I don't know if it's mascara. I don't know if it's eye blusher. Whatever it was, it made her eyes look pink. What do you put on to it? Your eyes look pink. Um, no, that is pink eye. Oh, okay. You know, from when. I, I, I was going to mention like stage makeup and stuff like that, because you yeah. will have experience with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess anyway. Um, but yeah, so only, she did only an interview. On weekends when I'm Gramina. <laughs> <laughs> she did an interview with ESPN, and the interviewer asked her, "Will you've said recently that you're done with MMA?" And then she very quickly went, "I never said that." Um, which I think she did on the Ellen Show. <laughs> she pretty much said that she was done with MMA on that. But then he asked, "Fit, will you go uh, back in time?" And do MMA, do you think? And it, Fit, the guy's first language isn't English. He was interviewing her. And the way he said it, like, I, Fit, how I've said it now, how would you take that? Well, when you said it, I was like, you've said that wrong because it sounds like she's going to time travel. That's how she took it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got very annoyed and was saying, well, I don't have the ability to time travel, so of course I'm not going to do that. And kept saying that, and he's trying to explain himself, saying, no, no, I mean, in time, are you going to go back to be an MMA fighter and stuff? But she was on it, and she's like, and it was just really awkward. And it, you could just, like, as you're watching it, you kind of crease up like you're watching The Office or something. Was it, wasn't the guy saying, like, well, some people have said you 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 weren't good enough at the end of her MMA career. She was yeah. like, so you think I wasn't good enough? And the guy was like, no, no, yeah. some people have said that, but I defended you. And she went, thank you. The, the, <laughs> there is a mandate, or there was a mandate, that when people interviewed Ronda, they weren't allowed to talk about her losses in MMA. Really? Because she wasn't over them. Oh, well, she, she that mandate will be gone now because she's not in the UFC anymore, won't it? Yeah. yeah. And if the WWE wanted to protect her a bit more, stop sending her to sports networks because they're going to ask her awkward questions about, so you kind of lost your passion for me after you got crap beat out of you twice. See, I think the tricky thing for them is, though, that they have to play on the fact that she's a legit sports star, don't they? Yeah. So they have to. And they haven't got Jonathan Coachman to softball questions on ESPN anymore. No, or to, well, I mean, we don't want yeah. to talk about the allegations that went... Against Mr. Jonathan Coachman, do we? <laughs> no, he'll no bring them up again probably at WrestleMania. Yep. Um, we've got some news about WrestleMania, but I want to save that for... We're doing a full preview next week. so I think We're going be... to preview NXT, WrestleMania, gonna... and everything in between. Yes. Yeah, so I want to save... Because um, by the time by the time next week's show comes out, this might already be announced. So I'm going to... I'm going to take the rare step of holding off on it. Okay. And we'll see... Uh, oh, you know what? No, I'm not. Uh, the, the, apparently, the uh, the tag titles match, which was announced on SmackDown last week, is, is going to be a TLC match. Oh. Yep. That's all. It should be mallets on top of the, uh, it, like, oh, yeah. on top of the ladder. TLM. Tables, ladders, and mallets. <laughs> It'd be like mallets on a pole. Tailors, ladders, and hammers. I mean, not hammers. <laughs> mallets. It, there's a mallet, there's a grill, and uh, some pancakes. So there's yeah. something that represents each team. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that would be a slightly diluted <laughs> TLC concept, wouldn't it's it? It's like which one are you yeah. going to go for? Biggie is reaching for the mallet and then goes, "Nah, pancake stuff sitting in his mouth." Jeff Hardy's <laughs> apparently getting ready to come back. Is he? Yeah, he might make WrestleMania, baby. Braun, Braun Strowman's partner. He's speeding on the road to WrestleMania, hoping he doesn't get pulled over. <laughs> yeah, speeding on the road whilst <laughs> drinking a Jack. Oh, oh, oh. I'll live for the moment. Oh. <laughs> He's got issues we shouldn't make. Yeah. fun. Matt. <laughs> 
Where has that stopped us before? Yeah, exactly. I know with all the Ant McPartland talk last week. It's not our fault. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, he's in rehab now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, well. Were you about to say we didn't do that? Yeah, we didn't yeah. do it to him. Oh, he still, oh, injured, he still <laughs> injured a three-year-old. We yeah, did. And we didn't put the drink in Jeff Hardy's hand. We just we just set up a feud with Ant McPartland. Can we point out about this Ant McPartland thing, right? <laughs> he, Great. He did injure a three-year-old. Yeah. Like, if he's got mental health issues, that like, that's his thing to deal with. That, but he's still injured. It's like buddy Bruce Jenner ran over... <laughs> A child, like... Buckle up, buckaroos. <laughs> what's, what's the oh, phrase for that? This is going to be like the best wacky... There's a phrase for what you've just done. Yeah, I know, what, I, know what, no, I know what I've done, because what I've done is I've referred to her as Bruce rather than as... Is it ghost name as, or something as like Caitlin, that? Because yeah. Ricky's oh, race talks about yeah. it in his thing, right? Oh, right okay. But Bruce Jenner oh. did kill someone in a car wreck. Was it Bruce Jenner before it was Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah. So that... I guess chronologically might not be wrong. No, no, Bruce did yeah. it. Bruce did it. Yeah. And then he had a sex change and became Caitlyn. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But right. all I'm saying is you, you just because they've got other issues going on, which obviously Bruce identified as Caitlyn, right? That's a separate issue. Hmm. Still killed somebody in a car wreck. So I'm at partly still injured a three year old. Dex miss Dex misses as expected if you want Ant and Deck podcast. This could just be like this could be like wacky races. Like you, you, you fit him up with like a fifth of vodka, and then you sit Jeff Hardy, Aunt McPartland, Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, who else? Who else Catch the use? pigeon, but the pigeon is filled with heroin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we did. Not uh, him him off a two hundred five live that he were in his car, weren't he? When he pulled his missus back Rich into one. it. Yeah, Rich Swan. Oh. oh yeah, it could be like it could be like the Boulder 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 Rock crew, except his missus is. <laughs> Yeah. It could be most of the like FCW roster because yeah. there's mugshots of well, pretty much Bram every... one of them. Cameron, yeah, was um, Bram Cameron, Jack Swagger, bef- like way before oh, yeah, he got Jack called Swagger, up. Swagger, don't uh, forget Ted no. DiBiase, Fernando Gandhi. There was a period where like everyone had a DUI. <laughs> Kurt Angle had one like not long ago, like a year ago maybe. Yeah, long DUI. enough ago that he got cleared for in ring competition. That's DUI yeah. cast. DUI cast, right. Let's, well, let's have to do a review one week of the best DUIs. <laughs> we could do that. I have some other ideas for what we're going to review in the future, though. So I think I think these ideas might go down better. And incidentally, they do involve narcotics. However, <laughs> um, we, we mentioned this week is WrestleMania 30 week. We're looking back at the last WrestleMania in New Orleans. We're looking back at the WrestleMania from four years ago. And Daniel Bryan's coming back, so we're looking back at his triumph at WrestleMania. However... I have a little gift to share with the listeners. Um, we're we're going to be taking a look even further back pretty soon at uh, a particular home for us. And I think uh, the following advert will explain everything. So we'll return to our WrestleMania 30 review after this. Before the renaissance of British wrestling. Before the revolution. Before the progress there was one. One company who pushed the boundaries. One company on the lips of British wrestling fans. One of the most controversial companies in British wrestling history. One company bringing pro wrestling dream matches to the UK. The Royal Grumble brings to you the in-depth look at the company that brought them together. The company that brought eyes from around the world to a small town in the north of England. 
1PW, version 1, 2005 to 2007. May 6, 2018. Subscribe now. We do not owe you money. WrestleMania season! Yeah! WrestleMania! This was on at least two WrestleManias and is therefore a theme for the WrestleManias. Is, yeah! Is Linda coming in like... <laughs> yeah, she's coming back from the small business claim. <laughs> it's WrestleMania season, so we're doing a little WrestleMania review! Yay! Yay! Say yay more! Yay more! Yay! That's better, thank you. Good. He did what I... Yours was all right, Dan. Yours was better, Darren. Thanks. Well done. So did I win that? In so a I get a point. Yeah. Like an op- old opening contest. Oh, yeah. Like the old opening contest. Remember when yeah. we used to do them? When I got a point. Yeah. Well done. I think your... The points were meaningless, weren't yeah. they? Well, that's the point. Yeah. Bants. See what I did there? Made the point the point. We're talking about WrestleMania 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is anyone else a little confused and a little creeped out that because they're back in New Orleans... And they're doing WrestleMania, and they're doing Purple, and Kid Rock. They're just using the same theme as they used four years ago. Saves money, doesn't it? You know what it is, though? Yes, yeah, it's them hitting the reset button. This is the reboot <laughs> of WrestleMania 30. This is the real, this is the real WrestleMania 30. So they're going to get Hogan to come down so, so he, can, he can say... Oh, we could have talked about that. Ooh. We didn't talk about that in the first half. Well, I mean, I think it's relevant now. That's why yeah. I've kept it until now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they are, Daryl. Because he's back in, isn't he? Is he? Brother, maybe. They asked, they asked WWE about it and they went, we're talking to Hulk Hogan to try and make sure that other people don't make his mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a terrific way of going, yeah, Hulk's coming back in. Soon, what, nobbing a bird on camera? No, that wasn't his mistake. How was it not? Because first of all, he didn't know the camera were there, did he? You say that. Well, legally speaking. Yeah, legally speaking, he didn't, know, speaking, he didn't, he didn't know, know it were there. Well, there you go then. Yeah. So there you are. He's been on a sensitivity course now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, the, no, the, that's what I'm saying. Oh, he's a racist, isn't he? Yeah, that's what it. did he say? I'm not going to say Go unless on. you want to put money in the jar. That's an in instant case, max, isn't it? Oh no, did we agree that it's that's an instant... a straight up fiver? Yeah, it's yeah. a fiver for that one. What did he say, Dan? Come on. No, because if you say that word, I'll have to cut it, and you have to put a fiver in that box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lose lose for everybody. <laughs> oh, is it though? Oh, it's yes, tempting, it is. Isn't it? Right. So Hulk Hogan <laughs> starts off WrestleMania 30. By the way, um, did either of you watch the pre-show? No. no, I did. Why? I watched. Do you know what? I've been so excited about this because I love this show. I love this show so much that I bought it on Blu-ray. Right? Oh. No one owns wrestling Blu-rays anymore because why would you? But I bought this on Blu-ray. Right? Okay. I love this show, and I'm so excited about it that I've loaded up the two-hour pre-show <laughs> on the network. I kid you not. The two-hour pre-show. Would you like to know my thoughts on the pre-show? Yes, please. Yes, good job you did, because I've actually started anyway. Um, the only thing of any interest whatsoever on the pre-show is that Batista has a promo where he's wearing shades and a Vin Diesel vest. <laughs> a Vin Diesel vest? <laughs> it's basically, you know the vest that Vin Diesel wears in every film that Vin Diesel's in? Okay, yeah. It's that vest. Okay. And he's wearing sunglasses and he just throws out an amazing Hollywood promo where he's like, yeah, I don't really care about all these kids. Uh, I'm just here to win the world title because that's why I came back. And that's the only moment of note on the entire two hour (laughs) free show. And that includes Cesaro turning on Jack Swagger, 
which I thought would have meant that you would have watched it, Daryl. No, I couldn't put myself through it. What, the, the four-way elimination tag team match between no, Rybaxel, no, the, the Usos? The, the trauma of the breakdown of the team of Jack Swagger and, oh. and uh, Cesaro, mate. I couldn't put myself through that I again. guess it was painful. Did you not want to watch El Torito and Los Matadores? I mean, I love a little midget fella flipping about and that, but... Uh, I, uh, I I get me fill of that when I watch that WLC match. Oh, yeah. I've got that that, is, I've got that on repeat. That's a great match. Yeah, uh, you're right to have that on repeat. It's fantastic. Only to watch WLC two from Beyond last year. What I don't know. You're literally talking like yeah. Dutch to me. What would you mean? Uh, there was a running joke in Beyond Wrestling where every time they booked Hornswoggle, Chuck Taylor would message the promoter and say, "Let me do WLC two with him," and eventually Beyond booked it. I don't get the joke because he's not a midget. Yeah, yeah but he's, he does comedy stuff, doesn't he? So, so he it's not to... funny. If does he not... go on his knees uh, and like sell a tape shoes to his knees so they look like little feet? <laughs> Hopefully, because <laughs> that that's, what I, that's what yeah, I yeah. do. That'd be okay. Be all right. I don't think that is okay, though, is it? I think that's mocking a disability in a way. How's it a disability when they can like fit into crevices easier? <laughs> <laughs> like if I want to get under that table, if I drop some under it now, I'd right. have to bend down, bang my head. Oh, little midget fella, I just get off a chair. Well, I have to be careful so I don't fall far. Okay. Get off a chair and just get how, on it. How are you going to get the Martin Brodeur dock up there? Well, that's why I'd keep you around. All Martin right. Brodeur duck. <laughs> I couldn't get that now. Actually, it says Brodeur. So. But I can't the Brodeur. This says he's but... pointing to like a high shelf. I couldn't get that now. Yeah, that's... that's... <laughs> and, I, and technically, this is I not a disability. So. Well... Technically, Technically, I don't get, right. I don't get, I don't you're get right. like a free car parking space for it. Medically I? speaking, no, you're right. Medically speaking, you're not. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I mean, you've been given, you've been given a whole, I saw a lot by life, haven't you? <laughs> I saw <laughs> opening contest of the of WrestleMania 30 <laughs> is the qualifying match for the main event. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit because I think this was a great bit of booking at the yeah. time. Yeah. Now, how many? Uh, yeah, this, the story is it was supposed to be CM Punk and Triple H at WrestleMania, wasn't it? <laughs> Supposedly. It was supposed to be Daniel Bryan and Sheamus at WrestleMania. And the Vince McMahon allegedly said that Randy Orton and Batista was going to be the biggest main event that WrestleMania has ever seen. <laughs> yeah, was it though? Because no, nobody wanted to see that match. And anyway, the point is they did a little clever twist on the booking. Daniel Bryan occupies Raw with all his Yes fans, his Yes movement, and he says, I want a match with Triple H at WrestleMania, but I want the stipulation to be that if, if I win, I get added to the Triple Threat match. Now, in my head, that would completely telegraph the whole thing. Mm. And they make a very small change that is genius. Triple H, the following week, they don't do it the same week because everyone's like, oh, well, I mean, that's good, but that gives the... Uh, and they make a very small change. Triple H says... It's not going to be if Daniel Bryan wins. The winner of that match will be in the triple threat match. So even though really you know that's what they're going to do, it's always that sliver of doubt in there that they're <laughs> going to go, well, you know what the real main event would be? All the evolution guys. Get them all in the main event. Get them on triple threat for the channel. That's where their money is. Not like with your midget and a beard. It'd be like that shield triple threat that we never got. Which we did get. What? Yeah, we got the shield triple threat. Remember? Really? Yeah. Remember it was... A, I can't remember the name of the show. <laughs> I, I don't, Battleground. I, I don't believe you. I think it was Battleground. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It? Quick reminder, everyone, the Shield Triple Threat has happened. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean Ambrose won. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Uh. Everyone smelled him coming, obviously, but <laughs> they didn't see him coming. So, yeah, first match is Triple H against Daniel Bryan. 
The winner is going into the main event. Who won? Daniel Bryan. Okay. But the point is, it was interesting, wasn't it? Daniel Bryan's shoulders all wrapped up. Yeah, because they beat him up, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And the authority. It, it was when his neck issues were starting as well. Yeah. So that had an effect on his arm and yeah, shoulder. I've just realised I've missed something out completely, haven't I? Were you about to call me up on that, were you not? Uh, I I mean, are you, are you doing the entrances? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah I I realistically, know, I should be doing that now, shouldn't I? Yeah, I didn't know what you were doing. I'll yeah, no, wait, well, wait for a point. Yeah, i completely forgotten it because it's written on here. But you've forgotten, you've forgotten the most important part of the whole show, Dan, before you even start the show. I'm blaming your format, Dan. That's what I'm doing. Because what's the first thing on the show? Uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan! Hulk Hogan comes out because he's the host of WrestleMania. It's great to be here in the Silver Dome. <laughs> Can't wait to, to see WrestleMania in the Silver Dome. There is an amazing moment. There's an amazing moment where he <laughs> hears the fans and he goes, uh, 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 you can see his little face curl up when he realizes he's got it wrong. And the commentators are actually taking the mickey out of the immortal Hulk Hogan. That went well. Yeah, um, is it not a um, documentary on the network or something? Because I've seen backstage footage of Austin and Rock yeah. absolutely <laughs> creasing. Yeah, there is, yeah. I think it might be part of, yeah, there is a, there's a documentary. It's like it's, a 24 or something like yeah, that. There's, there's a 24 one because it's the same one where you see Warrior and Hogan meet. Yeah. Because they weren't supposed to. They were supposed to be kept away from each other. And something happened where one of them ended up walking down a place that they shouldn't have been walking down and they ended up meeting and actually being all right. Yeah, but the camera was there, so I'm not sure how much I believe that. I know, but like, I mean, Warrior has been mental for ages, so there's every chance that he could have been like, I don't really care if the camera's there, I'll just call you it was any about, number of words under the sun. It was about 18 months before this where he became one of those crazy people who shouted at the camera, his webcam well, on YouTube. Long are we doing that. the slagging off Ultimate Warrior bit now or when the Hall of Fame bit's on? Because I've got a game to play at some point. Okay, we can All do right. the Hall of Fame okay. bit. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it for the Hall of Fame okay. bit. Yeah. But anyway, um, Austin, calls, sorry, Austin comes out. I realised this made me very sad. Right? I remember you and I watching this. We watched it at a bar in Sheffield, didn't we, Darren? Yeah, yeah. Right? And I remember watching this and thinking, oh, God, I wish I was there. And not only did this happen for this, because we were at the previous WrestleMania, we planned to go to this one when it was going to be in New York, which it never was. Yeah. I- I've never seen Stone Cold Steve Austin live. Oh, I'm trying to... Oh, oh I don't... Uh, I don't know. I think no, I have. I never have. I've and seen him twice. You've seen Ooh, him twice? I've seen him twice. I, I saw The Rock for the- wrestle for the WWE title. I saw Austin versus Rock. What? How show in just after WrestleMania 15 in Sheffield Arena. You know, right? You and I have talked about this before, haven't we? What's that? Like how how good must house shows have been like oh, years yeah, ago? Because yeah. now you get like Jinder against Randy Orton, but like these would have been when like Chris Jericho would have been on the undercard of a house show, well, and he's seen one. They used to just do WrestleMania rematches. Like the yeah. first house show I went to was Brett versus Owen after WrestleMania 10. Wow. I'm not bothered about that. I've seen Bret Hart and the Donny Dome, mate. So, you know. But all I'm saying is, you're not going to get Austin. Why did you see him at Donny Dome? Because they, uh, they, he came and worked for 1PW. I don't know anybody. There you go. We'll be talking about that on the show in May. Yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah. You're all exci- I hope you're all excited. We, we promised we'd do it. We're actually doing it. So, there did, you go. Brammer, do you get Graham's references he was trying to make the other one? Yeah, do you get it, Brammer? <laughs> Bloody hell. Instead of selling your stories to other wrestling podcasts. Oi, how to wrestling? Come and fight me. Bring it on. Right. Anyway, Austin comes back. Comes out, immediately rips Hulk Hogan. Comes straight out. He's like, oh, uh, if you want to see uh, us have a fight, give it a hell yeah. And he's like, good to be back at the Silver Dome. And Hogan's face. <laughs> like, 
There's something inherently funny. I mean, not only is this an amazing promo, but there's something inherently funny about three legends in the ring and two of them are just ripping the other one to bits. It's because it, it's like, oh yeah, they're people. Yeah. Turns and out it's they that are. and it's great. Austin I- threatens to have a fight with Hogan, but he doesn't. But people go mad for it. I remember going mad for it myself. Yeah, we never got up with it. Oh no, no, of course it wasn't. But but the fact that they were even in the same ring at the same time was still exciting, wasn't it? So they're having a bit of a George act for a little while. They shake hands, and then who should come out? But the the third, the third, third man, wheel, third wheel, <laughs> Dwayne. Oh, mate, we've got a, we've got like, the Rock is the best one because he's all like that's so Austin. You basically you see Rock as well. Yeah, but you've got to say that Rock's better, though, haven't we? Anyway, yeah, the Rock comes out, the biggest star. The real biggest star ever. Never mind your Stone Cold Steve Austin. Didn't even want to see him anyway. <laughs> Who's yeah, that guy? Austin weren't in walking tall, what is? Yeah, so. he, he, he even got here. So, like, <laughs> what is the condemned? Um, and, yeah, The Rock comes out and uh, there's a quite a nice little bit where he says, uh, a guy's going to come out here and talk about hustle, loyalty, respect, but that doesn't happen unless Hulk Hogan tells you to take your vitamins. And another guy's going to come out here and rage against authority, but that doesn't happen unless you don't kick your boss's head in several years ago. It's, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty good. I, I like it. It's a, it's a great moment just to have the three of them in the ring. Just and again, obviously, ripping Hogan to bits for getting the name <laughs> of the stadium wrong. It's fantastic. It is a great segment. It's like, how annoyed would you be if you got told? Because um, we know that WrestleMania is long. If you got told this year's WrestleMania, oh, the first twenty-five minutes are going to be a promo. I think you'd be all right with it because it's WrestleMania. You'd think oh, it's going to be something special. Well, yeah, that, that's okay. You could say but, that. But like, normally, this time in the, it was special, but well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you, no, no, if, it, if, you, if I told you before WrestleMania 30, oh, that the first 25 minutes are just going to be taken up by three people just probing on each other, you'd be like, really? But yeah, that's how important these three characters are, aren't they? Um, just before we move on to the first match again, I I've actually loaded up the full card of the house show I saw at Sheffield Arena in 99. Oh, Just X-Pac versus Brooklyn Brawler. Okay, well. Right. <laughs> Triple H versus Kane. D'Lo God. Brown and Ivory versus Jacqueline and Val Venus. Goldust defeating Road Dog in an Intercontinental title match. Harker Holly defeating Al Snow. Billy Gunn versus Gangrel. Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart versus The Brood. Undertaker versus Ken Shamrock. Big Show versus The Big Boss Man. And then Steve Austin versus The Rock. Yeah, mate, but <laughs> did you see... David Otonga and Michael McGillicotty <laughs> against the Usos. So, and McGillicotty was wearing his do rag. So, who's the real winner there? Did you see Eve Torres do a moonsault in a match with John Cena and Zack Ryder against whoever the main event heels were? She she twerked before she did it. Yeah, she did a before wobbly, twerking was a thing. She did a little wobbly dance, didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> and then they made her do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, women's revolution. Yep. Good. Twerk for me, Eve. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened. Will she be in next year's Women's Royal Rumble, do you reckon? She's one that they haven't brought back yet. Uh, she's up off, mate. Is she? Yeah. Oh, that's probably they, annou- they announced that uh, other day on YouTube. Oh, it'll be another Gracie. Yeah. Oh, cool. What's this one going to be? Honda. Oh, Bans. <laughs> Triple H against uh, Daniel Bryan. It's a good match. The best match on the show. Best match on the show. I'd say so, yeah. Probably the best match on the show. Yeah, it's really great how they do the match and yeah. the crowd's reaction when Daniel Bryan kicks out the pedigree. It's quality. Yeah, just there's lots of stuff in this match that's really great. Yeah. I uh I love Triple H Triple H is a perfect sort of foil for Daniel Bryan in this match as yeah. well because of the story they're telling. 
because he is the bigger guy and he's the boss and he's just basically he's acting like this is going to be a walk in the park and then it obviously isn't he gets beaten doesn't he yeah Daniel Bryan beats him with the old flying knee strike but Triple H is a bit of a sore loser yeah a cracking bit at the end where Triple H is like first of all Stephanie lays into Daniel Bryan with them slaps <laughs> doesn't she yeah proper like wax him once he smiles back and she just whacks him about three or four times yeah but she gets it later doesn't she yeah 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 what's that her annual bump in it yeah <laughs> anyway we did talk about the entrances for this match or the specifically the triple h entrance i mentioned it on twitter yeah so uh i can't remember who's the other woman so it's charlotte sasha and who's the other oh, one alexa bliss. i wonder if it bliss? might be alexa bliss because i could only remember two so i did exactly the same thing on twitter yeah yeah they're all a triple triple h just goes hey nature uh you want your daughter to be on this? And, and Flair was crying, wasn't he? Again? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. my god, I'm so glad I saw you at WrestleMania. And then, like two he, years later, he was actually, actually crying because he had a particularly good sandwich. But then that set him off again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's really dead by he's, this point. I think. Reed's yeah, you're probably point, wishing maybe. that Reed could put in a bikini on I'm and not, take take off Triple H's mask. But not he's a corpse, so I mean, Triple H's got previous for corpses. <laughs> I'm actually not kidding. <laughs> Hasn't Reed's only like died a few weeks by this by this show? Probably. <laughs> Honestly, that might be the case. Off, let's move on yeah let's move on cool right the second <laughs> match on a pay-per-view in 2014 starts with this oh you didn't know <laughs> the new age outlaws and kane against the shield yeah, Roman cool Reigns. let's ask the question that you asked to me in yeah. the car about this but we'll ask it to dan okay how did the new age outlaws come back um because we we know it's part of the authority, but how did they how did they return? I don't have the answer for you because we didn't look it up. I don't know exactly. Because Kane he gives his master Stephanie, doesn't he? And, he, yeah. and he's like, oh, I'm not evil anymore. I'm not demon. I'm corporate Kane. And then she she owns his mask, so he wears a suit. But then Road Dog and Billy Gunn is in my mind. They just appear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they appear and they they win the tag team titles at one point. I know that. I don't know if it's before or after this. I think it's before. Yeah, this is mental. Um, but yeah, this match doesn't go long. <laughs> no, it doesn't go long. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to. I remember that thinking that at the time it was the right right result and it didn't need to go long. This incidentally is the last WrestleMania that Roman Reigns did not headline. There you go. This and, and do you know what? He's over. He's not over yeah. that much because they're not that loud for the second match. But people don't hate him. He gets his stuff in. He gets out. I bet they still wish, looking back at this, I bet Vince is slapping himself in the head every time that he thinks, oh, I put Batista over in that Royal Rumble. I could have put Roman over. He could have been a star. He'd have been a star at WrestleMania. But you know, it wasn't that time yet, was it? They had to build him up. Aye. They had to build him up with that thing that they did for the rest of the year where he injured himself and then they had him on telly every week going, hi, it's me, Roman Reigns. Don't forget me. I'm injured, but I'm fine. See see you on Raw in four weeks. Yep. Last WrestleMania that Roman Reigns didn't headline. This show. Did you enjoy the show? I did. I'm not saying that correlates. I'm just saying yeah. coincidence. It, it, you was, know. it was all right. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to talk much about the next match. It was the, was it the first Andre the Giant Moral Trophy? The first, yes, because Hogan was the one who announced it as a tribute yeah. to his fallen comrade Andre. We need to talk a bit about it. He weighed he weighed eight hundred pounds. 
Did you know the Intercontinental Champion was in this match? Who was the Intercontinental oh. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's the, the question. question. So there's 24 men in this match. Was it Curtis Axel? This no. no. Um, Guess again. <laughs> Miz? No. Nope. I've. He's not even in the right ethnicity. <laughs> Kofi Kingston? No. Nope. Racist? That's a shame, but you brought up ethnicity, so I just... he, he's closer though. Yeah, yeah, you are uh, closer. Big E. Yeah. Yes. Did you remember that Big E was the Intercontinental Champion ever? No. Me neither. We can only th- like we theorise this, and we can only think that he must have won it from Dolph Ziggler, but we don't know when, we don't know where, <laughs> we don't know why. We just know it must have happened. We don't know how he lost it. It's, a, it's just an off, off-hand mention on commentary. Kofi, mm. by the way, does his little Royal Rumble spot. Did you notice? Yeah. Um, did you notice on commentary, and it's not, it's after that, he gets back in the ring, like, jumps off the top rope and dives or something, and, yeah. and Jay Bell's like, I love that young guy, Kofi Kingston. Yep. I've not looked up his age. Dan, you've got a computer in front of you. Can you please work out how old Kofi Kingston would have been at WrestleMania 30? Because when he says young, he's got to have been at least 30. Because he's not... He's, he's not, 36 now. So he would have been about, about 32. 32, yeah. 32, yeah, he's not... I won't, I won't hmm. really, I won't he's really younger say, than JBL. Yeah. So. But I wouldn't really say... Oh, that. You, I would describe you as that young man. That's no offence. Unkind. But unkind. He, he is older than me. So, if so anything, I'm the youngest one in the room. But you literally are. Yeah, so I'm a young man. Oh, you're odd. Yeah. <laughs> but we've all got the mentality of much older. It doesn't mean you... you know, <laughs> we've all got the mentality of much older men. Yeah. Most I, of I haven't. You definitely... Are you kidding? You were an old baby. Your <laughs> mum told me. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I was going to make a your mum joke, but I'm not going to. Because I'm better than that. Because <laughs> I'm more mature... No, hang on. That'll make me sound old. Because um, I don't understand them yet, because I'm so young. There you go. Right, we should talk about the end of it, though. Cesaro wins it. Yeah. This is the kickstart for his big singles push that was totally going to happen and actually was going to happen. Yeah, is it the next night when he's a Paul Heyman guy? Yeah, it's the next <laughs> night where he's a Paul Heyman guy because that works for everyone. Yeah, Worked well for Curtis Axel and Ryback, <laughs> who created Ryback'sel and were in the pre-show. He slams Big Show over the top rope. People yeah, go does. mad for it. People love it. People are loving yeah. Cesaro here. The, like, the swing's over. Yeah, super over. Work? Yep. Something well, has to be in this match. Yeah. Everyone likes swinging. Exactly. Yeah. So, oh. So. <laughs> I think it's all right. It's like, if you consider, would you have thought at the end of this match that they would have had another Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal every year? Because uh, they talked about it as the first annual, but you know what they're like with this stuff. Yeah, I take a little bit of pinch of salt, so yeah. probably not. I'm surprised, that they, I'm surprised in the sense that they've managed to keep going. It there. is a very easy way to go, let's put them all on the show. No, that it's true. Because yeah. before, they had the Money in the Bank where they get eight guys on it, and then they have all the multi-man matches, but now they can have all the multi-man matches, and they go, everybody else, you're in the Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah, everyone, apart from Austin Aries. Yeah, apart from Austin Aries <laughs> and Neville. Killian Dane was in, <laughs> has got a WrestleMania DVD check. You haven't, Austin Aries. Unlucky. <laughs> Next up is John Cena against Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So Where does the Hall of Fame stuff fall in? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's before this match. He's not put it on the format. So I'm yes, pretty sure it's before, it's before this match. Right, this let's match, let's, so let's do, it. do it then. Let's do the Warriors okay, stuff now. So uh, these are all the people in the, that got inducted into that year's Hall of Fame. So you've got the Ultimate Warrior, yep. Jake the St. Roberts, yep. Lita, Paul Bearer, Carlos Colon, Razor Ramon. Yep. Okay. So my question to you guys is, who's the worst one? <laughs> right and let me let me if you're not if you're unsure about certain people obviously warrior massive homophobe yeah uh jay st roberts he's not allowed near snakes anymore is he 
Uh, oh, God. <laughs> right. Um, Carlos Colon aided in killing a man. <laughs> Razor Ramon. I bet Carlos Colon was really annoyed when he saw Br- Daniel Bryan and his furry boots. <laughs> oh, God, he's back. No, I mean, nothing. I didn't have anything to do with it. Razor Ramon has actually shot a man before yeah, and killed that's, him. That's yeah. true, yeah. That's a real uh, thing. So Just which, fireball homicide. No, Scott Hall did that. Razor Ramon, the character, did not. You well, remember the year before Kevin Nash was in the Hall of Fame as Kevin Nash, and this year it's like Scott Hall, uh, Razor Ramon. Yeah, yeah, but Razor Ramon, I've seen some shoot interviews where he said he really liked the character Razor Ramon, and he always sees himself as Razor Ramon. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, and that's what I would say if I killed a man and was only getting in the Hall of Fame because I was called Razor Ramen. So, so which one's the worst? We're, we're doing this game. Um, so Scott Hall, it was justified homi- uh, justifiable homicide. Oh, can I just put out, I left Paul Bearer and Lita out because I can't really think of anything that's really bad that they've done. Oh, Lita for being a commentator and being terrible. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Bearer is Lita insane. for getting off with Matt Hardy's best friend, Edge. Yeah, but... Like adulterous. If if I if I were getting porks by and my then be like, oh hashtag I'm, times up, but I am shagging Edge. I'd definitely move on to Edge. Yeah, and then CM Punk. Yeah. Do you remember that oh, video? Than Matt Hardy. Do you remember that video that Matt Hardy went that was like, I don't know why CM Punk is so interested in Lita, but whenever she's upset, she comes to me. I was like, great. So you're throwing yourself out there as the shoulder to cry on, and you're going. Look how make look how good that you're like one of those horrible slimy friend zone people who goes oh I, I'm just waiting for it to split up and then you like you all you really want to do is get in her pants you're horrible Matt Hardy go and get broken or something I don't know I think it's difficult I'm gonna go with Warrior isn't it Jake the Snake because he's done some really bad things well. All I, all I could remember off the top of my head, bad that he's done, is like he's like starved a snake to death, which is bad. Yeah, that's a, like he made an animal die. Yeah. Warrior didn't kill anyone, did he? Not that I know of. There you go then, Jake the Snake, he's the worst. Yeah. But he celebrated Bobby Heenan getting cancer. Right, so... Oh, that is bad. What I was, I would, I would have... Who else celebrated Bobby Heenan dying? Did anyone else in the room have any reason to celebrate I, Bobby Heenan? I never celebrated it. <laughs> You won, though. You guys celebrated the fact <laughs> that didn't I won the death pool, but I'd never you celebrated You picked him that. in the death pool. That means you celebrated it. Yeah, and at the time, I said, I no, hate having to do but this. Can, but you didn't but have to do it. He's still listening to you. But I wanted to win. I hate having to do it. See, there you <laughs> go, then. You're the worst. Can we agree that? The Dan's the we worst. We can agree that. What I really That's the real is, quiz. Uh, Dan's going to cut the next bit out. Okay. Because um, I want to tell you something. That I don't know if you know, um, but probably I don't. Not, we no. probably probably don't need it on the air. Okay, all right. So Dan will cut from now. Uh, Do you know that Jake Sit Roberts probably got all of his issues because he's a rape baby? Yeah, I didn't know. Okay, that. right. And we're back. I don't know if I have to cut that. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's totally up to you. I mean, guys. yeah, that is true. Yes. Uh, yeah, but like, I mean, I don't. I've you said earlier on about Anne McPartland. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, Anne McPartland didn't kill a snake. <laughs> Saying. <laughs> Right, let's move on. Come on, please. Did we, yeah, we the, move on. Did, did we decide who the worst one is? No. Okay. Uh, the worst one is Dan, because he celebrated when Bobby Heenan I died. I didn't celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I was so gutted. <laughs> I was so gutted when I, I won. I was gutted when he died, so and then I felt it again when you played that clip. Oh, uh, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't... don't I'm pick, halfway through my Christmas dinner, and I went, oh, yeah, I won the death pool. Don't pick people you like. That's the general rule. Right. It's the one time I didn't have one, so... The next... Well, there you go then, but you're not happy about it. No, I'm not. Well, there you go then. What do you want us to do? Don't pick people you like. <laughs> the next match is John Cena against Bray Wyatt. Eminem think- was on a WWE pay-per-view in 2014. 
his song Legacy was used for this match. Yeah, it's the Marsh off the Marshall Mathers LP too. Yes, isn't it? that classic. It's all right. Oh. Right. I, I, I used to like Eminem. That's someone I do. Yeah. No, I um, like Eminem as well. Question I've got for you guys: Was this peak of Bray Wyatt? Yes, he doesn't get any better than this, and he only gets worse. Yeah, I think losing this match is what knocked him. Like he had to lose the match with how the story worked. But losing this match also knocked him down. I remembered not liking this match at the time. I remembered being annoyed that you lost the match at the time. Now that I watch it back, I was like, he absolutely had to lose this match. Yeah, he had this to lose it. perfect. And actually, it was very good storytelling. Yeah, I've it got was. to say, My only it was thing, quite good. I thought the match was a little long in part, parts. But apart from that, like, the storytelling of the match was really great. And well, I, like, I really enjoyed what it. What I liked about it was, every time John Cena did things that were contrary to his nature, yeah. he got the upper hand. Anytime he pummeled on Bray Wyatt longer than he needed to or was mm. tempted to go for a, a chair or anything like that, he got the upper hand. But I guess the only thing you could say is that then he shouldn't he have lost because he didn't give in and that's why he lost. You could you could throw that argument out there. But the whole point was that John Cena had to not had to not give in. Um, yeah, and considering what happens as soon as he gets the pinfall, when he, he quit goes to the outside yeah. and goes and hugs the kid and stuff. Exactly. Like that shows why he, he had to win that match. Yeah. And that, that's what John Cena's yeah. character is about at the time as well, isn't it? Thoughts, Dal? He had a t-shirt on, did John Cena. Yep. I feel this is Rest of Fashions, mate. Rest of Fashions. And it says, you can't stop me or you can't stop us. Uh-huh. You can, yeah, there's some connotations to that, isn't there? Just means that the power of the C-Nation will live forever, much like the power of the warrior. Okay, that's fine. We'll come two days. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, we know that. You know what? He, like, you know. He was he was a dickhead. You want to talk about something that... Oh, yes! Yes! He swore! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that 50p fine for that one. Right. I should, have gone, I should have gone higher on that one. You want to talk about something that we thought would live forever, <laughs> that everyone thought would live forever, and everyone definitely thought would make it through this pay-per-view. Let's talk about the Undertaker's streak. Which oh, yeah. we have talked yeah. about before. Before we talk about the actual match, I want to talk about the reactions to the match without saying... Everyone knows the result, because yes. it happened four years ago. But I have a screenshot from Twitter the moment like the pinfall of this match happened. And I will read the six tweets that were on my screen. Right, if they have swearing in, this they still don't. counts. Okay. I, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send some of my swearing, because there okay. is one that has swearing. So, first one, uh, what? Second one, what? Third one, oh my god. Fourth... Explicit, <laughs> explicit word. Uh, fifth, oh my god, hashtag WrestleMania. <laughs> and then the last one, holy, word deleted, streak is dead. Lovely. And I, I took that screenshot at the perfect time just because my entire Twitter feed was that. Just yeah. lot, like pretty much everyone I knew was up at that time was just, it was just a stream of everyone talking about this match. I've and I can't think of any match that's had that sort of reaction from people. I've spoken about this before, but I think it bears repeating, right? In the bar in Sheffield that we watched it in, Daryl and I, um, I sat open mouth at the screen, just having no way to comprehend what was going on. Everyone else in the bar was silent, except for one person. There was only one person in the whole bar, and I'll give him credit for it, who made any noise. Who was that person, Daryl? Who was that person? Yeah, it was me, guys. You were shouting, didn't you? You yeah. leapt up and down. I, I'm almost yeah. delighted that because, you reacted that way. Because I knew everybody else was going to cry about it. Yep. And I was like... Why are you crying? You were shouting. <laughs> yeah. He's done it. He's won. He's only got a one. Graham. He's got a one. He's won. He's won the match. He's won. The, he's beating the streak. He's beating the. St and everyone else. Other people left. 
Yeah, people left because people the paid under- to get in. because the Undertaker lost. Yeah, they paid to get in. Left before the main event. People paid to get in. It was a big moment. It's still, it's still, honestly, I think you watched it for the first time since that night yeah. today, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Did you still feel a little bit of something when it happened? Y- yeah, the ruined WrestleMania for me. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay, why? Because I, I was of the firm belief that I only wanted Undertaker to lose at WrestleMania if it was going to be his last match. Okay. Because the streak meant that much. Wow. And... He lost. That's fine. Like, I was happy he lost. That was, it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> you were very but, happy. But then, like the year was it the year after he faced Bray Wyatt? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the year after he faces Bray Wyatt, and I'm just like, why is it a big? It's not a big deal to me that he's wrestling Bray Wyatt now because like, like so what if he loses? It don't matter. Like, um, it's Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's on his downward slope at this point. So I'm like, it's Bray Wyatt. I don't care. It's not the Bray Wyatt of the year before. Um, not bothered. And then, who did he wrestle the year after? Was it Shane the year after? Or have I jumped way ahead? Uh, no, you're right. It was Shane the year after. Yeah, and like, obviously it's Shane McMahon and he's solid. So I was thinking, you know, it mm. could be a tough match for yeah, him. Yeah, but again, don't matter if he loses, does it? And that would always, for me, the once they introduced the streak, because obviously it weren't a thing until probably like 10 matches in yeah, or something. Yeah, about WrestleMania. Seven, um, well, 17 is the, fir- 17 17 is the, the first, first one mentioned. that he puts his hands up to say it's 10. No, that's 18. Are you sure? Yeah, 18 it when was he, was he, he wasn't at WrestleMania 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was 18, so because, be 18 he, then, yeah. um, because it was the match with Flair. Yeah, so and he puts his hands up. Waller mentions 10 and 0. Yeah, so that's that's the first time I remember them talking about it, there being a streak. I think there's a brief mention of it at WrestleMania 17, but the, it's not made to be a big deal. They're like... Undertaker is unbeaten in nine WrestleMania appearances. That's it. You know, yeah. It's like a minor stat. Yeah. Um, so then after that, it was always who can beat the streak. Apart from the year when uh, it was meant to be teaming with Nathan Jones against Big Show, Big Show <laughs> and A-Train. And I was like, yeah, he's not losing this match, is he? <laughs> but like when, when, he, when he wrestled Orton, it's like Orton was doing the legend killer gimmick and Undertaker... Like big legend, so he, you could see you could see him losing that. Uh, he re- he wrestled a Batista at one of the WrestleManias, and at that one, you you you're thinking, well, Batista's a big star; he could beat him. Uh, Edge were up and coming at the time when he wrestled him. I don't think it was as believable, but at the same time, there was still something back in my mind. It's like it could beat him. Did you not buy the Mark Henry? Match? I, I was about to say that. I did not buy the Mark Henry match. There's all, there's, there's odd ones in there, but like for the most part, the streak was something special. And then I think from did he wrestle Batista or Edge first? I think it was Batista. Batista, Batista I think, was 23. Yeah, from Edge that Batista match, that went. That was a, a strong run of matches. Sorry, Batista was 22. Was it 22? So yes. Sure? No, I might be wrong. Mark yeah. Henry was 22. Mark I think. Henry was 22. Yeah. So from the Batista match, there was a strong run of matches, Yeah. Um, which uh, culminated at 29, really. Yeah. Because the 30 weren't great. Um, and then he, he's kind of fallen off a bit I mean because we talked about this about his last good match yeah uh, but his last good Wrestlemania match was probably 29 it probably was yeah so 30 was probably the right time to lose but yeah if he still wants to make money and come back I'm not bothered like do what you want but for me it's just it's kind of ruined uh, when I say it's ruined Wrestlemania it's it ruined one of the things I look forward to at Wrestlemania like I still look forward to shit to the show yeah I know what you mean yeah, yeah gosh I never really thought about it that way but it's such a it's such a catastrophic event because it was such... I think... I, I saw someone mention this the other day, right? The, the way it all works, it, the reason that this moment works so well 
is A, because it's Brock Lesnar, because no one thought, they were like, well, this is just another number. There's no benefit to Brock Lesnar winning mm. it. Now, it turns out there was a benefit, but we didn't really realize at the time. It's in the middle of the show. Well, he's surely not going to lose in the middle of the show because, and the match was rubbish. Yeah. And so it was almost such a shock because there was nothing. There was nothing on this at all. It was just going to be another Undertaker win and Brock was going to carry on to doing his little MMA fight gimmick. It catapults Brock somewhere higher, I think. But it, if this has been an amazing back and forth contest and everyone was really gripped in it, it wouldn't have had the same impact. I know that's not what they intended for, but it almost makes it more impactful because it was something that you could almost have been sat there going, oh, it's weird he's doing a third. I specifically remember being sat there in that pub in Sheffield going, bloody hell, I can't believe they're having him kick out of three F5s. That's, <laughs> three's a lot. Isn't-? And then it was just, it's over. And you shouted and <laughs> people left. And like, but like, it almost adds to the match by being um, unremarkable because yeah. it just comes out of nowhere. I think as well, this is the first time I've watched it since the day as well. And the thing I realised, because at the time I was in shock like everyone else, but watching it this time and just like knowing what was coming and everything and being anticipating the moment and everything and just watching The Undertaker get up and realising that Undertaker does not know where he is. He is wrecked by that point. Yep. Like he's generally glassy eyed and just staring and like half of it's selling, but then the other half is like, no, no, he's seriously hurt right now. Like it took him a year to recover from that match. It took him a year to recover. He he And he came back with that weird Elvis hairdo almost. As it was mentioned on uh, on the following Raw, yeah. Heyman notes that Vince McMahon missed the main event of WrestleMania mm. because he went to the hospital with the Undertaker, because the Undertaker collapsed after he went through the curtain. I really don't want to watch that vanilla midget win the belt at the end. Oh, there is that yeah, as well. Yeah, it, yeah. His big main event yeah. got spoiled. There's that. Speaking of that twenty-four that you talked about, there's a bit in that, isn't there, where Vince goes, "We need some help over here." Yeah, and that's the clip of the Undertaker mm. collapsing. Um, before we get onto the next match, I've got. It's not an opening contest. It's almost like a co-main event contest. Okay. I just want to do a quick thing because I've just realised I've got the list of the participants of both like big group matches. Who can list the most? We'll do it like we do on the Christmas quiz. You have to give me a number, and whoever gets the biggest number has to name that amount of people. What, what, so, what, what am I naming? The num- list wrestlers who are in the um, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the women's match who are no longer with the WWE. Okay. How right, many I can, can you name? Five. I was going to open with four. Uh, <laughs> oh, six. Do you want to top no, it? No, I don't want to top that. Uh, go for six. So, uh, Cody... Um, oh, who was he hanging out of the ring? I specifically remember <laughs> he was hanging out the side of the ring next to somebody else. I was like, oh, they're I both not with the company is. anymore. I know who it is. I know who it is. Um, <sighs> this is a great way of extending the show, which has already gone over yeah. an hour. Well, he's, he made know, up I'm, I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming yeah, you. I'm great. blaming him. Give us your five. Uh, uh, Damien Sandow, Cody Rhodes, uh, AJ Lee, uh, Maxine... Or whatever her name is, the woman scene was not in it. Whatever the woman is, Daryl gives one name one, to steal it. The one that got off with Teddy Long, <laughs> he said a wrong name. Gives one name to steal it. Aksana. There you That's go. It. I was, I kept trying to say Oscar, and I was like, it's not Oscar. No, it's not Oscar. But I knew it was someone. No mention Brad Maddox. 
Oh yeah, he's in the. He's in the I've, I've got notes. I've forgotten all my notes. You've distracted me from my notes. So notes. the Vicky the Guerrero Imitational match for the WWE Divas Championship. This wasn't the first annual of anything. They couldn't. I forgot to mention, by the way, at one point during the opening contest, uh, the opening match, Triple H has uh, has them in the cross face while Stephanie shouts, "Tap out, Brat Daniel." <laughs> Awkward. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think that um, rest of the the on the other giant match is uh, David Otonga's last match, incidentally. Oh. Yeah. So um, the Vicky Guerrero people are fandangoing for a bit. And this match was all based around the fact that Vicky Guerrero was trying to get the Divas Championship away from AJ Lee, so she put her against every woman on the roster, pretty much. And AJ Lee wins by tapping out Naomi. Is it? Is it Naomi or Naomi? Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know, but I know it's. I know it's the one of the Funkodactyls at the, match, the time. The match of all these people goes six minutes forty eight seconds. Great. Yeah. Um. And the next night, Paige debuted. She did. Let's go to the main event and wrap this thing up. Let's go to the main event. The main event. Batista versus Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan. I like the fact that in Batista's entrance, they still do the lights out bit. Yeah, I always like that in his entrance. I like that Randy Orton gets his song played and the, the opening note is the same note as that Mercy Drive song. Yeah. Hey! Except it's not hey, is it? <laughs> I hear voices in my head. I don't know why they put that. It doesn't fit, does it? It's, uh, no. That opening bit. No, it's weird. We didn't even talk about the fact that Bray Wyatt got played played to the the ring by birds. Oh yeah, That's um, all right. When I was watching this live, Becky was upstairs as trying to sleep, and I had my surround sound at the time. And she goes, "Can you turn that down, please? All I can hear is creepy redneck music." <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. There's a weird little dude dancing, and Daniel Bryan comes out to his normal entrance, and he's all taped up and stuff. And he's like, "Oh, my arm hurts." Yeah, so I can't do yes pointing because my arm hurts. No, so I I'm love sell, until, I'm selling. Not until the end. I love how this match is set up, where it's Batista and Mandy Orton trying to have the match that they were supposed to have, and Daniel Bryan continually interjecting himself, like almost it's a it's a small story based on the wider picture. Yep, it's quite good, and then. There's the sickening spot where they do the Batista bomb RKO to Daniel Bryan for a table. Yeah, but Randy forgot to move that monitor, didn't oh, he? Oh, it's so bad. Oh. It's so bad. <laughs> you just see him like not so, just writhing in pain because this monitor landed underneath. Like they on spent it. enough time clearing stuff off them tables. I spent ages. That's I'd completely forgotten how long they spent. All I'm saying is Ricardo Rodriguez were at that table oh. and he's no longer with the company. Oh, there you go. Also, he's wearing a white suit to draw attention to himself. He is, but I, but I think that I would do that. Yeah, but you're not Ricardo Rodriguez, and I actually quite like you. Oh, cheers, though, mate. Even though you're worse than him. What? In a way. Yeah. So, that's... So, yeah, yeah, that's the story of the match. And then when Daniel Bryan starts to get the upper hand again, here comes Triple H in his tracksuit. Triple H, yeah, in his tracksuit <laughs> and t- and towel around. Yeah, his neck. Oh. not a neck brace, a towel around his neck. <laughs> I love, yeah. I love that look. I love, it's so with, bad look with was... evil ref Scott Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. He just suddenly went all eighties Memphis on it. It was just great. Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay because there's actually a really good spot which I I bought for the finish. You know how there's always one spot that you can buy for the finish. It's when Daniel Bryan hits Orton with the knee. And then Batista throws Brian out, but instead of like doing anything on Orton, he goes for the pin off the knee. And I thought, oh, that'd be a brilliant way to end it. And of course, it doesn't. Mm. But um, the ending is just terrific. Yeah. Because, I mean, if Orton's, I think, hit with a knee as well and then thrown out. And then 
Brian flies with the knee at Batista and locks him in the yes lock. And, of course, it's the guy who everyone rejected at the Royal Rumble, who, theoretically, that was what started it all to begin with, who, in, in the end, ends up tapping out and submitting to Daniel Bryan whilst yeah. Daniel Bryan wins the World Heavyweight Championship. I always like the fact that when Batista talks about this whole thing, he talks about the fact like it, yeah, it should have always been Daniel Bryan's moment. Like, yep. <laughs> for how they did that was completely wrong. It <laughs> amuses me that people were really mad at Batista at the time, as if yeah. Batista isn't like, Batista's a good guy. Like, Batista's... Roman Reigns might be a good guy, but you slugged him off earlier in this show. There's Did a picture I? from a yeah. house show this week of no, Roman Reigns holding Batista... a sign that says Vince's boy. <laughs> my, point is that, oh, yeah, yeah. my point is that Batista gets the business. I don't know if Roman does. Okay. I, I don't know. He might do. I, I like, we've not heard any out of character. Because Batista, you know, being an actual star now, doesn't care. <laughs> Even though he wants to come back. He refused, he refused the Hall of Fame. We talked about that, haven't we? He yeah. refused the Hall of Fame because he's like, no, I want to wrestle again. Why wouldn't you bring him back? We've talked about this again a bit as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd bring him back. Definitely, I'd bring him back. Yeah. He'd be great. The only problem is, every time he'd come back, you, people would want to cheer him. Within a week, you'd want him as a heel. <laughs> <laughs> if he started doing the like proper blackout entrance with the spotlight where he came out in the sunglasses. And then then at the very end, um, Daniel Bryan kneels down, he's got the belts, and Jag Thins ruins the whole shot with his <laughs> sign that's facing the wrong way directly at the hard cam. <sighs> Whoever you are, Jag Thind, we saw what you tried to do. I hope you got kicked out. I hope that's got you all ready for WrestleMania 30. Oh dear. Is that yours? No, that's um, that's the quote that was read earlier, mate. Oh no! Oh, what? Really? You kept that quiet. Right. I didn't know. I only just found out. Okay. You know the quote that you read earlier. The, yeah. the tweets. Yeah. I just found out who some of them were from. Yeah. Yes, me too. <laughs> it was more we're about judging the you for it. <laughs> it was about the moment. Yeah, it's because I've just put it on Facebook, huh? Yeah. But okay. yeah, so WrestleMania 30. Good show, that wasn't it? Great show. Yeah. Love it. Do you want to know what happened the next night on Raw? Very briefly, I'll skim through it. Yes. Paul Heyman did a promo telling everyone, I told you so, and says that Brock's the best ever. Uh, Triple H tells Daniel Bryan, yeah, yeah, your little yes movement worked last night, but tonight you're going to have a match against me for the world title, and you're going to lose it straight away. Uh, Bray Wyatt gets his win back over Big E Lanson, the Intercontinental <laughs> Champion. And... Page debuts and wins the Divas Championship in her first match. And in the main event, having not been present for the entire show, just as Daniel Bryan is getting beaten down by Randy Orton and Batista before the match with Triple H, mm. while Scott Armstrong comes down, the Shield turn face for the first time since they've debuted on the main roster. And it's huge. It's massive. There's a Shield and Evolution brawl. And this is what leads to the Shield and Evolution match at Extreme Rules. And this is when Roman Reigns turned face and he hasn't turned heel ever since. There you go. So Roman Reigns, more importantly than anything, the Roman Reigns face turn was the night after WrestleMania. (laughs) And that's it. That's WrestleMania 30. The the day wrestling died. Yeah, I suppose if you really want to call it that, that's splendid. But don't worry, wrestling's back. Is it? Wrestling's coming back to life because Daniel Bryan's coming back into the ring. That's the whole point. And you know where he's coming back, Daryl? Where? New Orleans. WrestleMania New Orleans and that's going to happen and you know when it's going to happen when a week from now and you know what we're going to do next week what preview it a little bit because that's what we do 
Okay. And that's what we're going to do. You're going to enjoy it. I'm excited. Good. Me too. I'm I'm erect. Right. Say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Daryl. You know, I took my eye out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't forget to go to facebook.com slash uh, Don't forget to go to uh, twitter.com slash That's it. Uh, twitch.tv slash That's it. Goodbye. <laughs>